Pass, pass, pass. Pass the poutine. This is the poutine. Fries, cheese curds, and chicken gravy. This is the poutine. Hi everyone, it's your host Nina from Past the Poutine Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, a favorite guest, uh, also one of my personal favorite guests, Gavin, back on the podcast. Hey Gavin, what's up? I'm good, I'm good. Always glad to be on Past the Poutine. I mean, the fans demand <laughs> me. So they love you. They love you. They're like, Gavin is so intelligent. Um, he's so funny. Also, you got the compliment that the sound of your voice is very nice. I'll take it. Have you gotten that before? Have you have you gotten that before in your life? Huh? I don't think so. Might just be my mic. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Blue Yeti Shout out to Blue. microphone. <laughs> Sponsor Gavin's podcast, DIU Pod. But what's it called? Do you know the number one most attractive thing that women find in men is? Oh, don't say voice. Is it? It's the sound of their voice. Yeah. So, like, I think as a man, the biggest compliment you can get is that you have a nice voice. So, there you go, Gavin. There you go. (laughs) Are the fans who are saying that, are they female listeners? Are they male listeners? They're 40. 40 year old men <laughs> that's my demographic there we go just... <laughs> that's what i wanted to hear 40 year old men love listening to me for some reason no i'm just kidding um no a- a- attractive women gavin attractive women are saying you have a nice voice actually yeah my my friend who said you have a nice voice she is actually a very attractive woman who only dates models <laughs> so that is a compliment she hates it when i say that i'm always like you but you only date models like i i always use it as an insult to her even though it's not and she gets so mad but but yeah she she's an attractive woman that only dates models. i'll say this to her there we go set your set your bars high don't settle (laughs) keep doing what you're doing don't let nina put you down (laughs) only the models keep dating models (laughs) models are bust get out of here So I was thinking we can do a little short catch up on what's been going on with GameStop because, you know, my last two episodes have been about GameStop. Like I'm thinking about changing my podcast name to Pass the Profits (laughs) because I want to switch this to a financial podcast now because who gives a fuck about Asian, Canadian or American issues anymore, right? Like let's let's talk about the real shit that matters, which is money. So absolutely. I can't even think of anything else. Why am I even (laughs) doing a podcast on anything else at this time where there's potentially mm-hmm. millions to be made millions why am i <laughs> 100,000 why on the floor. why am i working a, a a day job i should just be looking at the ticker all day exactly exactly if you don't have yahoo finance in in one of the thousand of tabs you have open what are you even doing you know it's after hours now but i have the tab open too I'm getting ready for it's it's Friday <laughs> to, to, evening. To look, to look it's Friday doctors. evening. Yeah. I'm getting ready. Mm-hmm. That tab is staying open until Monday. Pre pre hours. <laughs> Not I even turning it. off the computer. I love it. What is a weekend? You know, if you're like <laughs> what is a weekend? Um and if you're a real real uh what do they call people who look at stocks all day day traders if you're a real day trader or stock person investment man whatever you're gonna check out what the stock price is in europe yes (laughs) those people we got influencing us it's it's a baton race it's a baton race because Mm. 
they're keeping the price of GME up. When their when their markets close, it's time for us to pass the baton. You know, they pass the baton to us. Keep it up, keep it up. And did you just give me a new podcast name? Pass the pass baton. The baton. I like it. I like it. <laughs> You'll need to find a European co-host. <laughs> I'm looking for a Europor <laughs> to be my co-host um, <laughs> to talk about profits. Only oh GME. Gosh. Only GME. Only GME. GME only. GME, AMC, <laughs> All BB. the meme stocks. <laughs> That's it. Only meme stocks. I don't give a fuck about any other any other stocks. I don't know any other symbols. G O O G. What what, what the fuck is that? A A P L. What? I don't even know what that is. What? These oh my God. these are not even in my periphery. Yeah. What 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 is and you know what's funny? Okay, before we even talk about GME, I'm sure you know because like. You have been on the GME subreddit. Like, you're the one who told me about it. I didn't even know about it. Um, and then I saw that they, I guess, like, a lot of subreddits are being infiltrated by bots. So they started yes. trying to make, like, come and ass as a ticker. Yes, <laughs> you, because you, <laughs> what it was is they found out these bots placed by shells or hedge funds mm-hmm. have infiltrated the the super secret, you know, it's not like everyone, anyone can make an account, right? It's like a right. super secret layer of Reddit. <laughs> right, right. And uh, people were talking about short sale restrictions, mm-hmm. which which is what happens when um, a stock drops 10%. It gets put on this SSR list, which means it can't get shorted anymore for mm. the rest of the day and the next trading day. Anyways... Everyone on Reddit was talking about SSR, short sale restriction. So what they do is they try to make diversions, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen silver. People are saying the weed stock boom. That was a diversion. This rocket. Literally called rocket. Because mm-hmm. all, we all use rocket emojis to the moon. Hilarious. Shut up. And everyone's like, well, you know, I may be a dumbass, but I'm not that's that obviously dumb. a distraction. <laughs> Right, right. So people are like, hmm, there seems to be some bots, some shells in these subreddits monitoring what the most popular non-GME stocks are and trying to get people to invest into that as a distraction. So then what ended up happening was people started talking about like symbol C-U-M, A-S-S, (laughs) T-I-T-S. And these bots, these robots just mining the information yeah posting making these auto-generated posts on reddit on on the sub on the subreddits yeah saying let's pump come it's a (laughs) (laughs) pump and dump (laughs) because it was a joke to everyone all all the real people knew it's like they're saying oh do you hear ass and cum are gonna have a merger (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i'm buying cum Six, 69 shares have come at 420. Oh <laughs> bye, God. bye, bye. And oh, it worked. So the bots, good. people were actually saying, buy, come, buy, come. Like the auto generated threads oh from these bots. God. Yeah. What I... other proof do you need that there's some fuckery going on here? Because right. why else would you try so hard to make diversions? <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's pump cum. Oh my Buy cum? Cum and ass are having a merger. Oh my god, I'm dead. That's so funny. Like, oh, we're we're in such a fucking hilarious time right now. Like, I don't even know. We're in a pandemic, and Reddit bots are telling people to pump. Oh, this has been regardless of the outcome. Mm. This story in and of itself is incredible. Is incredible, exactly. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. amount of shit and fuckery which has happened in what two months' time is insane. (laughs) So crazy. And I just want to say this though. I know last episode, first of all, I know we promised this to be a trilogy for all the previous listeners. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say this is the episode three. It's not. It's you not. Know? It's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to get Aaron back for that, too. We got to have every, yeah, no, the whole Aaron, cast back. We'll, we'll have the financial. We'll have the financial intern back on the podcast. I'm so sorry, Aaron. I'm calling you an intern. <laughs> we'll have him back for the third episode. One hundred percent. But this is not episode three. This is. Episode three is when the good guys win. Yes. When Nina and I and Aaron are on the yacht. <laughs> That's episode three. This Drink, is just drinking the, martini. Because this is just because the fans requested my voice. Mm, yep. They, they, they need to hear Gavin's voice on the show. I'm talking about Ass and Cum having a merger. That's exactly That's the only reason what, I'm here. That's the only the reason I'm here. That's what people have wanted. We give people what they want, Gavin. And what they want is an ass and cum merger. I'm a man of the people. Oh my we'll try God. to make we'll try to make that happen. Oh, so so good. Oh my god. Okay, so I I just want to get um can you kind of update me cuz I, you know, I'm still holding my shares, right? And like last from our last episode, I think you bought a couple more shares. So you you're kind of at like a good place. I think we have the same amount of shares now. Something yeah. like that. And um We're we're not we're not at the the deep fucking value level, but we're Right. We have we're, we have, we're not we have getting sued. We're not getting sued for market manipulation yet. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, Nina and I, we have we have a we have a toe in the game. We have a toe in the game. So, We're not financial So we advisors. want we want this to work. Yes, for right. us, we obviously want this to work. We want this Listen, to work. <laughs> listeners from episode two will remember how basically devastated we were, curling up into a ball, crying was, in the corner, that was sad. not even wanting to talk. Yeah, that was it. Was hard to record. That it hurt me to record that episode. And that was because at the time, GME was at $40 and we paid like hundreds, hundreds of dollars to, to, right. to break in. It went mm-hmm. from 400 at the peak. It went down. I bought in during that downhill trend and it dropped to 40. Mm-hmm. And oh my fucking God, how the tides have turned. I wish I could turn back the clock two weeks back to when it was $40 because my greedy ass would pick up a few more shares. Yes. Yes. How, like I, How the world has changed. I remember like, when it was 40 and we were like, yep. should we buy more Crying. shares? Like, I don't we, know. I like, is this cr- the end? <laughs> On that episode, episode two, I was ready to just like 
cry in the corner of my room and just, you know, never record a podcast again. Right. Like, just, just retire from podcasting altogether. No one would be able to hear your voice ever again. A sea of red ran through my portfolio. <laughs> so now, at least, we're back in the positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thinking back, thinking back now, oh my God, if I could go back to $40, my cheap ass was waiting for the stock to go under $40 <laughs> so I can buy an even amount of shares. Right. I'm like, motherfucker, this is what greed gets you. I should have yeah. just bought it. But at the time, you know, we don't know. Is it going to go back up? Is it going to... All, you know, all Reddit was saying, yes, it's going to go back up. Mm-hmm. I should have listened. I, I should have. I should have. I could have. I would have. I'm not going to dwell on that anymore. Nina and I, we both have a toe in the game, like we said. Mm-hmm. Let's enjoy the ride. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. Uh, when it was 40, like, my thoughts, I I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm holding these shares forever because I'm not going to sell my shares for $40. There's no way. So, and then to be honest, I I wasn't really optimistic about the price going up either. Um, I know, however, you have been dabbling in the GME subreddit. So I was wondering if you can kind of update me on on what's been going on. The only thing I kind of really heard about that was like the the ass and cum the tickers. ass cum merger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ass cum merger <laughs> exactly. But I was wondering like, um, what kind of have has there been new info? Because like, um, since we last recorded, it was forty. Today it's Friday, um, March fifth, and GME closed at one hundred thirty seven, which is significantly higher than 40 so i, I yes. mean do you know what <laughs> yes. what caused that like what's been going on basically i just want to put this out there me going on the gme subreddit basically checking it every day is just my source of confirmation bias yes i understand <laughs> how dangerous that is but when you're getting destroyed you right. need someone just like pick you back up and what what better place to go to than than a pool of people who all have a stake in GME. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of smart people out there, I, I, I would like to say, putting their daily DD, their due diligence, explaining why it's going to go up, throwing numbers at me, numbers I don't understand, but reading the TLDR, the TLDR telling me rocket emojis and diamond hands. That's mm-hmm. basically all I need to know. So <laughs> that's enough what, DD for you. <laughs> that's enough DD for me. But essentially, forty dollars. It was it was stuck at forty dollars for a long time, mm-hmm. and it was just that one day, like a, it was like a last Thursday or something. It just shot up, right? I was messaging you like, "Holy shit! What, what the fuck is yeah, happening?" That was um, weird. It went from forty. It went to 60, so like 60, it went to 80, it went to, it went to 120. It was, I was crazy. Like, my cheap ass was hoping <laughs> it go back to 39 at least so I could buy I could buy a few more shares. Right. Little did I know, I think that opportunity is gone. We're seeing now a solid floor at 100 at 120 for a few days. Mm-hmm. And now ending the weekend ending in the 130s yep and what we're seeing is the rest of the market turning all red 
Yeah. And what people are suggesting, hedge funds, they're liquidating their other assets because they need that money to fucking pay us. <laughs> they need that money to give to us. <laughs> they need that money they to cover to, their their shorts. They they need that money to cover their their come ass merger. <laughs> so Yeah. It's been read the past few days like everywhere else except GME. Right. And if that's not a sign of some something good happening for us, I don't know what is. It, it took me by surprise because I haven't been really following a lot of GameStop stuff anymore on Reddit because I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't really As know. As you shouldn't. As you shouldn't. <laughs> right. And But when the prices started going, I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? Is there going to be like what the last one wasn't a real squeeze? Was that like the gamma squeeze that everyone's been talking about? Is this currently a gamma squeeze or is this like the final squeeze? Like, I don't really know. Uh, when I have been perusing the Reddits, the people are talking about like one hundred thousand dollars a share like they, they're not, not gonna sell right one hundred thousand dollars per share is not a meme and they're saying they're not selling less than a hundred k per share now i'm looking at the reddit and now people are saying i'm not selling till 500k 500k like 500k <laughs> like half a million dollars for one share like let's say in some alternate reality where like robin hood didn't stop the trading and and stuff like that mm -hmm. we might already be millionaires gavin you know what i mean if 500k was the was the minimum that people here's, are gonna here's, sell? here's my understanding so as as gme was shorted eventually mm -hmm. it needs to be bought back right right and if all the retail investors have all the stocks essentially we dictate the price mm -hmm. and if robin hood didn't halt it it might have hit a thousand people might have been happy and that's mm -hmm. done you know that's right. all done mm -hmm. but now people are people angry. on reddit are pissed yeah you're they're, they're you guys bad. hedge funds are making us wait for our <laughs> tendies they're make every day you make us wait my price goes up another 10k that's exactly. the because well that's the post being on reddit right when people right. people know damn well that the hedge funds or at least the interns of the hedge funds are on the Reddit. Like, imagine being an intern for a hedge fund. Right. So your job is to scour Reddit and read about cum-ass merger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to do, fuck? like, a PowerPoint presentation. So <laughs> there have been talks about. <laughs> and, you know, um, just them having... Because we know it's true. Because why else would bots be talking about a made-up stock? Right. Ass and tits and cum. So <laughs> we know it's happening. Yeah. And every day you see you see posts like, hey, listen, if you're a hedge fund intern, you know, join us, you know, be on the side of victory. Come on, right. be a whistleblower, shit like that. <laughs> so if that actually happens, that's like the next thing in the in the story arc, which would be an amazing breakthrough. Oh um, my gosh. Another thing. Another thing is, yeah, so $500 is the minimum. I don't, you know, statistically, 
logistically, I don't know how reasonable that is, but the logic k is five hundred five hundred k. Okay, five hundred dollars easy. Yeah, easy. No one's <laughs> next, no one's next even week. blinking at five hundred dollars. <laughs> next week, yeah. five hundred dollars. Okay, five hundred k. Logistically, I don't I don't know. People are saying that it can be paid off at five hundred k because they're insured for like couple trillion. Right, like seventy so trillion. So people are I read. saying it's actually possible. Mm-hmm. Now, now the real battle comes in because we go back to the paper hands. Right. We like to think the paper hands are gone. Paper hands being people who sell early. And the fucked up part is going back to those bots, going back to those shows, saying they're actually upvoting people. They're making posts saying, I'm not selling at 10K. Motherfucker, no one's talking about 10K anymore. We're talking about 500K. If your bar is 10K, you're a show. Because <laughs> if you're selling at 10K, that's the new paper hands. How I fucked up it. is that? 10K the is hedge paper funds. Hands. The hedge funds are willing, are now willing to accept 10K. Damn, that's crazy. If this is all true, you know, this is all speculation, of course, but. Right. That means 100K is in the realm of possibilities. And now the new, it's not a meme, is 500K. <laughs> I you bet can you get, like. <laughs> you can be a millionaire with two shares? <laughs> fuck i should have bought more at 40 right oh my god meanwhile i'm here (laughs) contemplating the differences from 45 to 39 dollars saying i can save six dollars a share now we're talking about how it could be 500k right god damn but with that logic i would buy more at 138 at the current price but that's i think i'm just gonna enjoy the ride you know Mm -hmm. see, see how it goes as much as we we want it to be 100K or 500K, it is a huge risk. And I don't think there's been a stock as volatile as GameStop. So yeah, like riding it out, I think would be a good option. But man, like, could you imagine if it, like, let's say the new 130 price point next week turns to, to ends up being like 5,000 or something, right? Wouldn't we like yeah. kick ourselves in the ass for not just buying more at 130? You know what I mean? Like, it's always 100%. like, a, right? Like 100%. a different price point. So it's kind of like, man, I think the people who risk a lot and then win a lot, I mean, they totally deserve it. I think um, Reddit, they call them, you, you, got, you guys got balls of steel. That's what they say. So it is, it is a risk. Yeah. And it, it's super because risky. it could not go up. And mm-hmm. And then I just increased. I just bought more shares. I I upped my average, and now I'm I'm a bag holder, as they call it. Right. Exactly. Happened to me once. I don't <laughs> want it to happen again. Fool but, me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> shame on me. Exactly. But here's the real challenge, because it's easy to hold when you're negative. Like Nina, you said. Totally. I'm not selling at forty. Like. Right. I'm I'm bringing this I'm passing this share down to my great grandkids. I don't, <laughs> exactly. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, right. It's easy to hold and not sell when when you're negative. Mm-hmm. Because unrealized loss aren't loss. But right. if this balloons to let's say even 10k and we don't we all in our mind we have we have a 500k for example. Mhm. Hedge funds are some 
other short short attacks, some other fuckery, it's at 10k, right? It drops down mm-hmm. to like 2k. There's gonna be a lot of paper hands at that point, I, I would say. Yep, 100%. It's a lot harder to hold when you're winning because you actually have a lot more to lose. While, you know, on a, down, on a downtrend, our loss is capped. If I bought in at $100 a share and it's at $40 a share, my loss is $100, right? Yep. But if it's in the green, my loss could potentially be infinite if I don't sell at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the real uphill battle. Just like how the ticker, the green line is going up, it's an uphill battle because the higher those numbers get, the more paper handsy we're going to be like, like, shit, you know, should I just sell, sell here? Should I make a nice profit? Right. But then, like you said, let's say we sell at 10K and it actually goes to 500K. I would feel a lot worse than me just <laughs> holding shares when it's done at $40. That's right. That's right. Because least, I, only yeah. lost, I only lost, let's say, $100 per share. Mm-hmm. Whereas... If I, if I sold at 10K and it ballooned to 500K, my loss is basically infinite. It's 490K per share. That's, that's my quote-unquote loss. I know people like to say profits are profit. Don't be greedy. Like, we would have still earned money. But this is the chance to be greedy. Mm-hmm. The once-in-a-lifetime. Like normally, I don't want to tell people to be greedy. This was normal stocks. I'm like, yo... Be happy with your earnings. But this is the chance to be greedy. (laughs) Yeah. To hold. To hold until six digits. And if you can do that, you definitely deserve the six digits. (laughs) But it's going to take all of us to hold together. It's like a trust exercise, right? Totally. Because even if... I mean, you know... Even if a few people sell at a thousand, it could cause, it might cost, it might cause the price to drop. Of course, you know, most people, you know, DFV, he's probably not selling until whenever, right? So Mm -hmm. someone sells one, two shares, it's it's whatever. But at the end of the day, essentially, it's a trust exercise that other people aren't going to sell. You're not going to sell until we hit that price point. We're not saying we're not agreeing on a price point because that's like market manipulation. Mm-hmm. People are just speculating. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm selling at 500K. You do you. Not financial advice, right? Uh, just right. to cover our own asses. But it is essentially a giant trust exercise. We build a lot of camaraderie while we're all in the red 40, mm-hmm. in the, buying the dips. Totally. But now is the real test. Because it's so easy to hold. You don't do anything when you're, when you're losing, right? Imagine if someone told you that anything in life, you're losing, don't do anything. But you're winning, don't do anything. I'm more stressed when my stocks are going up and I don't know whether or not to sell. You know what I mean? Then when I'm just right. holding. Yeah, because when the market is red, I just turn my phone off and then I'm like, I call it a day, you know, but when I'm like, when I see the price go up, I'm like, oh, like, when's a good time to sell? So it's very difficult to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, definitely, we're still in the baby stages because triple digits, 130, whatever. 
sure, it's a lot of money. It's, it's a big gain. But I think the general consensus is, like, it's going up a lot higher. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling anyone to buy the stock now. This is not financial advice. But that's the belief in the GME subreddit. Right. It's going up a lot higher. And people are optimistic. Uh, you it's know what? It's a good thing. But it's, there, there's a lot of posts saying, you know, brace yourself. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, um, I I believe them. Like, based on what is happening and the numbers and the amount of shorts that exist and kind of what's happening in the market. Uh, I, I, I think any kind of any number is possible if everyone holds and decides whatever when to get out. But if everyone holds to hundred K it's, it's going to go to hundred K or 500 K or even a million because they, uh, yeah, that, they need that, to buy it. They need, they need, they to, need buy, to buy it. They need to this cover their shorts. They, they do. They need to cover their ass come. merger yeah yeah but this is why (laughs) it's so historical this can be that transfer of wealth talking about like the bourgeoisie giving the money to the proletariats this is (laughs) as close as it'll get as when you know Karl marx wrote this wrote this in his book (laughs) because it's literally we have what you guys want you got the rich guys, the hedge funds. We have what you want, so we can set the price mm-hmm. at anything, anything. See, five hundred k. Give me five hundred k for a share. It's gonna be five hundred k. The thing is, like, absolutely, I agree. My thing is, as this can happen as long as there aren't any countermeasures from the other side. You know what I mean? Like, I think there was a financial expert or whatever on the news uh, like last week, two weeks ago. And he even said, had Robinhood not stopped the trading, the price would have shot into the thousands easily. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was like last like two months ago, I, I guess now that was back in January. Right. So when they yeah. they stopped the trading, then the highest price was like 480, whatever. Right. Yeah. So I, like I think it can go really high this time around as long again, if there aren't any countermeasures done. And, no and fuckery. I, no, no fuckery. fuckery. But you know what, Who Gavin? Though, I right? feel like there's going to be fuckery. I, I feel like there's no... There's absolutely no way they're going to let us sell one share for even $100,000. You know what I mean? Obviously, I would love mm-hmm. that. I would mm-hmm. love to be a millionaire off GameStop of all things. But um, realistically... I, f- I, I hear you. I hear you. I would be more than happy to eat my words. You know what I mean? There's no one... Like, like if I'm wrong, like, I would be absolutely. thrilled. But Graciously wrong graciously wrong I'll eat my words like whatever but I mean just seeing what happened before and now like I don't know it's kind of scary absolutely it's it's a possibility but what we see now is more of a global audience looking at it right it's not just us we're not even Americans right we're Canadians Europeans Asians mm-hmm. all looking at this stock and all rooting for it all eyes um, of course games fuckery can still happen but mm-hmm. now you have such a large global audience mm-hmm. the fuckery ain't gonna be lied down as as much as before um 
and going back to the point with Robin Hood, if they didn't stop it, it could have hit a thousand. And like thousands. I said, thousands, thousands, people would have been happy, mm-hmm. and that would have been that would have been done with it. Mm-hmm. Now we're making six digit claims. <laughs> Fuck it, double Fuck it, a <laughs> million dollars a share. Why not? You guys are you guys are making you guys are making us wait. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Every day, every day you don't pay us, our price goes up ten more k. Right? Time it. Time is money. Time is money, and uh, time is money. We're gonna set that price. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's um yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, I dabbled into call options for the first time this week so we'll we'll see if gamestop does you know have some sort of a squeeze even if it's a gamma squeeze i might be able to make a little bit of money um but yeah we'll see it's an interesting time and i definitely think that uh gamestop has educated a people a lot of people about the stock market like myself included like i pretty much didn't really know anything about it before until i did just a bunch of reading and um, learning, so it is interesting. Speaking though, and now and um, now you're hosting are, a now you're hosting a stocks podcast. So here we go. Pass the baton, <laughs> pass the profits. This is what it is. Uh, I now consider myself a count. Uh, a ca- a, what, what do they call them? Ca- capital venture venture capitalist. <laughs> a venture capitalist. <laughs> I'm now a venture capitalist. You're now um, you're now um, a financial personality. You should have your own show on... uh... I like it. I I talk about ass and cum mergers and and things like that. Important things on the market, you know. But, you know, speaking about other... The main things in life. The main... The most important things in life, you know. Um, And speaking... Talking about more important things in life, um, I wanted to ask you if you've heard of these things called NFTs. Because I'm still trying to... I'm still kind of learning about it, but... I just thought like it'd be kind of interesting if we were trying to figure out what it what it is together. I barely know what a stock is, so when I heard NFT, I'm like, oh my god, you know, g- give me a day, give give me a day to to process all this. I've seen right. I've seen the word NFT float around. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where have you seen it? In in what spaces? <clears throat> um, basketball, believe it. Or okay, not. that's interesting. Because, um, you know, words like blockchain are being thrown around. I, I have yep. zero idea what's happening. But from <laughs> what I understand now, uh, actually, trading cards are a huge boom. They're making a comeback. Talking about people buying first edition Charizards for like the share of one GME. Our, our target share of one GME share, basically. Um, <laughs> so... Trading cards are making a comeback, but interestingly enough, the NBA, as forward-thinking as they are, they're they're invested into some blockchain fuckery where you can now buy, essentially, digital trading cards, which are videos, like um, like a video clip of the game. Like it's the, a video the... clip of the game, oh. of a highlight, generated oh. on the blockchain, on the blockchain, I was gonna so that about it's that. authentic. Yeah. It's authentic. Oh, so so oh. what it is is, oh my God. Uh-huh, you go, go on, to sorry. the, it's called NBA Top Shot. Uh-huh. You go buy a booster pack like you would any 
trading card, right? Nine bucks American. You pull out your random moments because it's like a video. It's like you're buying a you. Like a yes, clip. you can buy it. On, you can watch it on YouTube, but it's not on the blockchain. There's you can't sell it. Whatever. The yeah. whole marketing is you can own a piece of NBA NBA memorabilia. Mo- memory, so to speak. memory, yeah. like a, a happening. Yeah. Right. So you know you pull out your booster pack, uh-huh. and uh, you know you get like a nine bucks or whatever. You get like a LeBron James dunk. Some mm, motherfucker sold a LeBron James dunk for two hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Okay, I have to ask a video though. of him <laughs> dunking a ball. You can that watch we it on can, YouTube. We can Google it right now. Yeah. My question is: Is there only one copy of that video that you can buy, or did they make multiple copies of it? I think there's multiple copies, but it's not like a large quantity. Okay, it's probably like ten or like, hundred. Like or you know, they like only that. print out so many right. first edition Charizards. Right. Right. right they right. only the blockchain only produces so many of this LeBron James dunk on you know March fifth, two thousand whatever. Right. Okay, um, okay. So basically, you can pull this these packs, and then sell them for you can list whatever price you want and up to up to them to buy you know no one's gonna buy it if it's too high right but mm-hmm. someone bought that lebron dunk for 200k incredible incredible okay so that's basically what i want to talk about is um stuff like that like what is happening okay so like um i i first heard about nfts on clubhouse you know what clubhouse is I know of it, but as an Android user, I am not on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the funny. The funniest thing to me about Clubhouse is that it. It's like if you use Clubhouse, everyone knows you're you're an iPhone user. Like that's that's they already know so much about you just by like you using Clubhouse. <laughs> so um, NFTs. Well, have it's an iPhone club, right? That's the club. It, it, yeah, it's club. the iPhone. Yeah, yeah, it's the anti-Android club specifically, <laughs> not not just the iPhone club. And basically, <laughs> NFTs have like co-opted the in, almost the entire clubhouse space. Like almost every single room is like NFT. What are they teaching me about it? NFT. How are they going to change the future? NFT creatives come uh, monetize your art. Like I'm like holy shit. Like I just I just went on Clubhouse to hear Tim Dillon rant about cancel culture. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and everything is about NFTs now. So that's where I heard about it. So I did a little bit of research and NFTs. They stand for non fungible token. And the word I guess fungible means that something that can be divided or um, be made into fractions. So like money is fungible. Exactly. So a dollar can become pennies. A dollar can become pennies. Yeah. And also if you gave me a dollar, Gavin, and I gave you a dollar, um, the dollar would be the same. The dollar I gave you would be the same value as the dollar you gave me. But like, let's say if I, if you gave me, um, the clip of, or, or like a clip of LeBron dunking and I give you a clip of like, I don't know, someone else dunking, they're not equal. You know what I mean? Like, it's different, yes. right? even though they're kind of... So the word non-fungible means that it's basically um, scarce and it's unique and it's indivisible. Uh, that's basically Exciting. The, the idea of what a that's non-fungible what, what I said, is. When I said goat, I was thinking yeah. like back <laughs> yeah, in the day, said- bartering. You can't You're so trade... so old school, yeah. Yeah, because before money, if you wanted to mm-hmm. buy a goat, you had to give like three... 
sheeps or you'd have to somehow do a math to right, figure out right, right. what one goat was worth. Right. This sheep is equal no to like dollar. like right. you know, this many tomatoes, this many It's those like yeah. It's those math questions like, oh, if, if one sheep is worth three goats, how much does a tomato worth? You know, shit like that. You have to figure <laughs> that out. So exactly. it sounds like NFTs are similar to that. Yeah, right? yeah. They're like, yeah, they're unique um, in their own thing. And, and they're kind of seen as like a, a digital security. And I guess the main thing here is like the fact that it's non-fungible and also that it's a token. So a lot of people are like, what do you mean? people sold a clip of lebron dunking like what like i can just watch that on youtube why would you buy it the idea is that people have this token this proof that they own that clip like let's say there's 10 copies of it they own one of the 10 copies of that clip so i guess in a way nfts in a sense like skipping everything else we'll talk about it later kind of boils down to the idea of authenticity and ownership of I guess art or, or some sort of digital asset. Interesting. Yeah, yeah so it it's, is quite it's interesting. Authentic. It's the only way to authenticate it. Yes. Because if I knew a bootlegger and they draw a perfect Charizard mm-hmm. card, mm-hmm. I can just show it around saying, "Oh, look at me! I have a rare first edition card. Um, you know, buy buy it for hundred thousand dollars, whatever." Uh, but this. I guess is where the the blockchain comes in and how it verifies everything. Yes. But how would it work realistically? If I'm an artist, I can make 10 digital paintings, right? And sell it. Is, Is that how it would work? Okay, so basically, uh, so are you asking how you would monetize your art in, in NFT? Yeah, how would a regular guy on Clubhouse, they're saying, oh, come and check out how NFT creatives, come and check out how NFTs can can uh make you money how, right. how would how would we as creatives monetize on that that's a great that's a great question so essentially so there are a couple websites like i i did all this research in the last couple of days because gavin you know i know we are both not just art we're not art majors we're liberal arts majors so that means we're just reading textbooks about dead people right but like so we're yes. not artists so I, i'm not really in the artist space like i don't know a lot about it but um there are a couple websites specifically kind of dedicated to nfts and and i think there's like around seventeen thousand traders of nfts currently now so if you compare that to the amount of people that trade in the stocks it's it's a lot less so it's a lot more niche so there are these websites so theoretically you can go to this website you can make an account like rareable for example and let's say gavin you you make something on paint you know like I don't know, whatever it is and then you can actually upload it as a, a jpeg mm-hmm. or if it's a gif or whatever you can upload it as a gif you name it and then you can set the price to whatever price you want i think this is correct but like you can only buy nfts with cryptocurrency specifically ethereum right so you can't even buy with fiat currency so you would have to first convert your fiat currency Mm -hmm. into crypto specifically ethereum and then set the price in ethereum so you'll see a lot of prices be like 0.001 eth something like that right and then you can dictate the amount of copies you want to exist i don't know 10 or 100 or whatever and then after that you can choose whether or not you add royalties into that copy so let's say someone buys um let's say you upload something and then you set 10 copies of it and then 
um if so some someone let's say you you sell each copy for five dollars right like let's say fiat currency five dollars and then you can decide on whether or not to add a royalty so if someone buys it for five dollars and then so, you get more famous gavin right your your piece becomes more valuable you set a 10 10 percent royalty on it if they resell that for five hundred dollars you get 10 percent, so you get fifty dollars so, so the interesting thing about nfts is like you know as an artist you can continue to make money off your art like as long as you live theoretically whereas like if you painted a a portrait right and then you sold it to someone that person would have full rights of that portrait right they could resell it for a million you would get nothing so that's kind of the interesting yeah. thing about nfts is you can add royalties 10 percent, 20 percent, 30 percent, whatever you want and then um that transaction of them buying that token of your uh jpeg photo um is put into the blockchain so there's that transaction recorded into the blockchain to prove the authenticity to prove that it happened um so basically so it, it's like interesting that you can set royalties onto digital art and it's also a way that people are fi finding different ways to further decentralize finance it's it's interesting it's it's it, that's that's kind of what it's a lot to take in it's a lot to take in like it's such a new concept because i'm just like why would i want to buy a jpeg when i can just literally screenshot it or like save image as you know what i mean but if i want to say like hey i'm the original owner of this this is an authentic piece by you know gavin of diu pod right um i guess i for me basically what i'm hearing about it is kind of the the authenticity and ownership of artwork yeah. have did you hear about the burning banksy thing i have not Okay, so you know you know Banksy, um, super famous British yep. artist that nope nobody really knows who he is, but everyone knows his name. So this guy or this company or whatever, they bought a a Banksy piece. It was like a, a painting or something, right? Like a, a something on or a piece of paper, but he painted on it. Um, he, I think they bought it for like ninety five thousand dollars, and then they wanted to turn it into an NFT, right? But what they decided to do was how to preserve wow. the value of banksy's physical art and transfer that value into nft because everyone's like right. well if you have the original like why do i care about a digital copy that has is a token in the blockchain i don't care what they did was they burned the banksy piece and they're like this is how no. we're transferring the physical artwork and we're transferring that value straight into, into the digital. Yes, exactly. I was like, that's, what the fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. That's literally like Chinese people <laughs> visiting a, a cemetery burning paper oh. money, like burning paper shit. So it gets sent to the afterworld. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening? So, so that's a way, that's a way people are, are um, I guess, um, literally transferring right, because if it's not the in the value. real world anymore exactly this is all that's left of it exactly so if, i own this original painting that no one else i want to i want to transfer it to the matrix yep so you guys know i have the real copy now i'm burning it live mm -hmm. so you guys all know it's it's gone out of here yep now the only trace of it is in the internet the only real ownership on the, on the chain yeah the only real authentic ownership of this banksy piece now is in the blockchain basically wow. isn't that crazy oh my god like i was like what is that because i you know i just downloaded clubhouse for fun and all of a sudden i'm learning about nfts and like transferring physical value into digital value by destruction of the physical thing like the, yeah what, what the fuck 
Yeah. And then like, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of the Logan Paul situation where he created um, a boxing Pokemon card of himself and then he turned it into an NFT and then he made like millions of dollars by selling that NFT of himself. I've heard, I've seen the headlines, but I didn't know that was that crazy. Yeah. So it's like, wow, it's basically a game changer for creatives to make a lot of money while they're still alive. And conti- yeah, continue to make royalties off that. And continuously yeah. make money. Right. With the royalties. Like, it's it's really, really interesting. And um, I learned about this recently, too. So, you know, the band Kings of Leon? Yeah. They release. They're the first band to ever release an album as an NFT. NFT? Yeah. Oh, my. What does that even God. mean? What does that I, mean? I don't even know what can that I, means. Can I not find it on Spotify? <laughs> Is it not on? Is it is it nowhere else? I, I can't YouTube it. Either? I you know honestly like, I have no idea. I was like, what does that even mean? So me so I guess it yeah. it goes. Does that go around? You know, back then we'd buy an album at the the CD store. HMV. At HMV, there you go. <laughs> the old people I know. I forgot the name. I was like, what's that fucking? <laughs> I CD know. Store I, name? I spent a lot of time at HMV. <laughs> you go to HMV, you buy a physical copy of the CD. Yeah. You know you have the CD. It's yep. authentic. Yep. You're, you're holding it. But now, you know, everyone streams music. Yep. People don't want to buy albums anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. You know HMV doesn't even exist anymore. Right. So if you have NFT, that's a way to show you own the album. Right. I pray to God you can listen to it <laughs> on, you know, whatever NFT platform you're using. Mm-hmm. Uh, or else it's just a painting, but it's a painting of the album cover. But it's essentially what it is, right? When you have an album cover, you just look at it. There's art on it. You you know you have the you have the album, and okay. then you go on Spotify and you listen to it. Oh my god! Wait, so so what I heard, I still don't really understand this. So I don't know if you would um, could dissect this further, but like the idea is like. Um, Kings of Leon releasing an album as an NFT or like, I don't know, any other musician is that um, let's say you buy the album. So they'll send you like a piece of artwork, right? That is the NFT token. And then you can click it or something. And then it will like lead you into the songs. So like, I don't know, theoretically, if you're a musician, you have like a secret song that you want to sell and you don't want other people to listen to it, they would have to buy the NFT of it. And then once they have that, they can click it. There's some hidden link or something like that in it. And then it, um, you can listen to it. You can listen to it, I guess. So yeah, it's really interesting. Like, um, besides like trying to figure out how NFTs work, a lot of people are considering NFTs besides being in the art space and stuff like that. It's kind of a new way to, make money like it's kind of turning art into cryptocurrency which is i guess currency that is now kind of commonly used on the internet and and different things so so i don't know it's a as yeah as content producers like you and i Mm -hmm. who make podcasts Mm -hmm. there's definitely a way if if you can make an album you can definitely somehow work a podcast nft nft dude we should for example Yes. You have you have some fans. Okay, like you can have whole episodes. Uh-huh. This is a bonus episode. No one else will hear. Only you own it. Yeah, you you it's can an own hour that of episode. Nina and I talking about the Ascom merger. <laughs> you you can buy it on NFT. Exactly. No one else will hear it. Yep. 
that's that could be potential uh, usage. Right. Uh, another usage could be like you like Patreon or whatever, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They they support you every month. You send them like a personalized thank you card. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nina, for supporting the show. You know, you, you something personal like that. Right. It's it, it's personalized. It's individual. You know, it's not a mass email being sent to all the Patreons because it's authentic, so to say. Something like that. If because I, I what I'm hearing, bands are making albums on NFT. Then mm-hmm. anything audio is possible. Audio, physical, anything. No, no, sorry, audio, visual. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what else in the future? Right, right, right. Anything that can be digitalized can be an NFT. Yeah, yeah. Like even the theme song to Diu Pod. You know what I mean? Right. Can be. You can own a part of the theme song. Right. Exactly. exactly right. And you have like I don't know ten tokens of that, and then that's it. It might be worth a lot. And you put royalties on that. Um, I the also the other thing is like the authenticity part. So I think earlier you mentioned something about fake art like a fake painting or something or like, right, like if you right. don't right. So um, it, it's funny. You if I can, up. if I can imitate that Banksy art drawing. Yes. And be like, Hey, look, I have it now. You know, unless you're a pro. Unless yeah. and you can unless identify you know. it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even a Pokemon card, let's say Pokemon card. Right, right. Unless you go and get it graded, you know, pay a shit ton of money. To get your Pokemon card graded, mm-hmm. you're not gonna know as a regular person, right? But with NFTs, the assumption is it's all legit because well, yeah, it's made on the blockchain. Yeah, I'm saying blockchain a lot, but I don't even I don't I really don't understand what <laughs> what it is. Blockchain, to be honest, I, I'm still trying to figure out what blockchain is. Like I, I've read definitions about it, but I ca- I don't really get it. For me, blockchain is just it's just like a a list of transactions of what has happened, right? So like, oh, you, right. I, I buy a token from you. It will say that, you know, bought this token at this time and then and it will record so it. So I guess the thought is if you retrace it back enough, it goes to the original owner and you're like, yes, that's yes. the real one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So speaking about like um, authenticity and stuff like that, shout out to CBC News or like Canadians. There's actually this documentary. Um, you can watch it on CBC, the website or whatever. It's called Made You Look. Have you heard of it? Tell me about it. It's so it's a it's a documentary about um, a master forger. Uh, it, like so there was this. I'm going to spoil it, I guess, but basically the idea Just do it. is I'm that... Not, I'm not going to yeah, watch it, Nina. Come on. In an art documentary, yeah. So apparently there was Nina, this, you think like, I have time to watch a documentary <laughs> when I'm looking at my GME stocks? Come on. You don't got time. Ain't nobody I'm got sure time good, for though. that. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's good. It, it was, it no, was like interesting. It was okay. Um, but the idea was basically there was this like... I, I think the Chinese there was a Chinese man on the street in New York and he was selling his paintings, right? And there was this guy who I guess has been convicted of like selling or art trafficking, fake art or whatever. He came up to the Chinese man and was like, can you replicate these? And he showed that man works of like Jackson Pollock and like Rothsman's and like really famous mm-hmm. but now dead artists. Yep. The Chinese man was like, yes, I, I can. Together, they started creating all these like works that look exactly like Jackson Pollock 
or um was it Rotsman? I don't need I'm not a, I'm not an art person so I don't really know. But some some famous dead famous dead painter. artists. Yes, exactly. So they started so that man started painting all of these things that look identical, right? And and I guess the in they allude to it in the documentary or I think they explicitly said in the documentary like Chinese people are like the masters of counterfeiting shit, right? Like copying <laughs> shit, they are number 1 at doing that, right? So he was like incredible at it to the point so they got this other woman to go to art dealers around New York and sell these paintings and pass them off as like untitled hidden works of Jackson Pollock, right? Untitled hidden works of blah, blah, blah. And I think, I don't know how many paintings he made, but the net total of how much the paintings were sold for was over 80 million US dollars. It was like they were being displayed in like huge museums and like they got like authenticators, like people who are like, I am a master of Jackson Pollock's works. Like I can tell if it's authentic or not. And he was like, that's an authentic piece. Like he was like, if this is not an authentic piece, this guy is a master forger. Uh, By the time that they figured out they were fakes, because I guess there was this one guy somewhere who looked at a painting was like, that is not authentic. And then it kind of blew up everything and they just traced everything back to how to this one met this one Chinese man who I guess by the time he realized he was being caught because he also not only did he copy the paintings he signed them as Jackson Pollock you know what I mean Uh, he signed them as like the artist right so he heard about it he like flew on a plane had headed back to China and then um, kind of bounced and like just chills in his, his art studio now but yeah so a lot of people are saying like with NFTs you can kind of totally get rid of the idea of um passing counterfeit items yeah forgeries as as authentic like imagine if um maybe in the future our clothes are somehow scannable right like uh, are you wearing an authentic (laughs) you know nike like i pull out my camera i like qr code it right so i guess that's kind of the idea that's a very practical use of it actually that's a very Mm. practical use of it if it can if you can scan your your shirt's uh tag right and trace it back to prove in the blockchain, like, this is one of this is one of the hundred uh, right. Yeezy shoes. Yes, you know yes. he released. Um, I think that's very practical because mm-hmm. a question I was gonna ask is, where does it end? Because the the reason do we buy art because we want to hang it on a wall mm-hmm. or because we want to own a piece of history? Mm-hmm. If your answer is you want to own something significant in history, mm-hmm. then yes. The authenticity is important. Mm-hmm. If you're just some random guy who just wants to hang a nice piece of art on their wall, that's fine. You can buy a forgery, right? No one gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, it's for the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. But with this, definitely, there's a way to authenticate it. If we can do, like, like your example, you scan the tag on your t-shirt, it's real. That's That could easily be the way of the future. Yeah. But I don't yeah. I don't see that cuz I don't see that technology going away. Like now not a lot of people are using it, but it's not going to you know go away. I don't think it's going to like how many people are trading on it? 17,000? Yeah, 17,000. I I don't it's think right that number is going to go down, right? That's like let's say that's yeah, the base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it can only go up. Because more people are going to discover it and understand the realities and the benefits of it. Right. The value. Right now, it's still kind of like... 
it's super new mm, like you know, a new concept it's, like we it's don't even not know. convenient first mm. you need ethereum yep secondly we don't really have a use for it right it we're so in the i think we're still very well reliant on the physical world yes and when i say that i mean like trading cards um you know physical paintings stuff like that right Mm -hmm. we still want to people still like to hold things right and you know we also it you know it just goes back to the authenticity which kind of is like greed like you want the authentic painting right um that when 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 that's all said and done it's on the it's on the internet now i think we're slowly seeing that transition we're going to see more and more of things becoming digitalized digitalized. yep and when when that happens it's it's going to be super valuable everything everything, yeah everything is going to be unique Mm -hmm. um we're talking about like works of art and stuff like Mm -hmm. you know people will still have regular shit they still need in daily life but you know it's it's not going to get to the point where you can like nfc a burger or something it's like you're you're (laughs) fucking eating it unless it's made by a chef right like if gordon ramsay right made 10 meals of this Uh uh-huh Somehow you can scan the the steak. It's get, made by Gordon Ramsay. You get a token. The blockchain to goes back. It's it's actually cooked by the chef you want, right? <laughs> Not like some random chef who just also made it. But I think it's definitely reasonable that NFC NFTs. can make its way into NF. Sorry, NFT. <laughs> Yeah. NFC is like some near field communication. Oh, okay. NFT, sorry, um, NFT can make its way into like real world objects. Like, right? like I I don't know if I'm totally off on this because I I'm not really good at thinking about the future because I'm a very like spontaneous now kind of person. But I was thinking like when when we when we just become chained to our bedrooms or you know like in Wally when everyone's just like. Yes. Lying on their bed. That's my just, dream. Like, watching TV. Just yeah, like, right? Ass. Like, <laughs> fat ass on a hover cart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So when that inevitably, when that inevitably happens to society and we just like stay, um, we just lie in one space and we just put the VR goggles on and we transport ourselves into a different world, then yes. the paintings like being held on the walls of that digital world, like you, they can prove to be authentic. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a. That's VR- when the virtual shit will make sense. Exactly. Right? Like like they have a museum in like a VR world that holds all these authentic, like Van Gogh, Banksy, Jackson Pollock, like whoever yep. paintings, right? And you walk through there in this VR world. Like right now, we still live in physical reality, but I think that's slowly changing because. Gavin, you've been working from home for a year. I've been working at home for a year. You know what I mean? Like we're literally stuck in one yep. space. And I don't know about you, but I spend most of my time looking at my laptop screen. And I guess you can say in a sense, yeah. I spend a lot of my my time recreationally in, in the virtual space um, on the internet. The real, yeah, the real and virtual are slowly merging. Yes. And we're seeing things like museums, Mm-hmm. They're offering virtual tours, right? Shows, right. Yes. virtual shows. Uh huh. Parties are virtual too, right? Like, why? What's to say 
you can't buy a virtual art painting and put it in your virtual profile. Mm-hmm. And then that has real world value. Do you know uh, CryptoPunks? CryptoPunks? Uh, CryptoPunks. Punks. CryptoPunks. Yeah. No, I don't. There, there's like these little pixelated like characters. And I guess people are saying like those are one of the first nfts like crypto kitties and crypto punks and you can buy it and you own that kind of like unique character um and then a lot of people just kind of use that as their avatar no fucking way yeah so what, yeah so where where are they like are they on a website are they like i think they're on a website somewhere? you can buy no no i think it's just like a photo so if you just type in crypto punk like punk rock music crypto punk you'll see all these different unique it's basically if someone took a photo of you they took a photo of me they took a photo of whoever and then they made it super pixelated right so it's just like a cartoon mm-hmm. looking thing and then some 8-bit 8-bit art style exactly 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 yeah crypto punks i think th- like some crypto punks have sold for like three thousand dollars or something like that so that th- so these are nfts so that's kind of the idea right like you're the real owner i mean other mm-hmm. people can screenshot mm-hmm. it use it but you can prove that you know you own this crypto punk or a crypto kitty and, and the thing is people are moving towards that virtual ownership yes yes because having things in real world is less and less practical you know what's interesting you know what i mean yeah like you gotta keep it you gotta hold it you gotta maintain you gotta, it yeah you gotta make sure your pokemon card doesn't get <laughs> like flipped or f- folded you you gotta worry about losing your physical thing exactly. as well you know what's interesting you you said you talked about like owning things in physical space like it just reminds me of like you know how on facebook you can put like in a relationship with like whatever right yeah i was just thinking like facebook and all that stuff is like priming us about virtual ownership you know what i mean because like if you're in a relationship with someone you don't have to put it on the internet you know what i mean yeah you don't have to tell everyone you don't have to tell everyone um and you don't have to like like say that explicitly because in your real life you already know you don't need to prove that but i guess now that we're merging i guess reality well physical the physical world with the digital world um, it makes sense that people need it's a to good point. claim it's a good point. ownership of something, you know? So so it is kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Social media has primed us to, like like you're saying, has primed us that we want to show everything. Right. Daily life mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. Social media is more important than r- real life. Than real life. Than real life. You, yeah. you don't go travel to the place to travel. You go for the Instagram picture. You, yeah, I have to ask a stranger to take a picture of my back looking at the view, beautiful view. <laughs> you know? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Totally. You don't, we don't do things for just the, the, the satisfaction the, the of doing, it. doing, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So, like, fuck it. We don't need to own this painting <laughs> for the satisfaction of owning it. Owning it, fuck it. It's just on the just skip the middle, man. Go to the yeah. virtual world. Uh huh. Like I, I don't give a shit if I have this painting, but I know people on social media will care. Like, hey, look, right. I got the new Banksy right. painting on NF- NFT. Yep. Give yep. me some Instagram likes. Right. I don't give a fuck owner. if I have the actual. I don't care about the actual painting. I don't care about. I don't care about the. <laughs> 
you know the cyber the LeBron avatar. Dunk. I can watch it on <laughs> I can watch it on YouTube. Like this right. has no value to me, but it has value to other people. It it has it doesn't have value to me directly. It has indirect value to me because yes. other people will give monetary me, <laughs> monetary yeah, like value. Some sort of oh, it's so confusing. Um, uh, I because I'm trying to understand NFTs as like a a real reality that will take up a lot of space in the future. And a lot of people are considering it to be um, like an investment, you know, like we can buy pretty cheap. Uh, a lot of NFTs are really cheap because, you know, I mean, everyone yeah. knows the term no star- starving it. artists, right? Like uh, yeah. if you're an artist, the chances <laughs> are you're not making a lot of money, right? So, so a lot of NFTs you can buy for like a dollar, $3, whatever. And then one day if, if that person, that artist gets famous, you can resell it. So there are a few people kind of just like buying random NFTs just to have it. And who knows where it can go in the future. So a lot of people are using they're it basically as pay- they're, You're playing sure. penny stocks. You're penny stocks. Penny stocks. <laughs> penny st- gambling. Yeah. It the, might as well. Yeah. Stocks. It might as well be. I, you know, I, I hope you get famous. I'm going to buy some of your art. I don't know who the fuck you are, but I'm going to buy some of your art. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I hope you, yeah, yeah. I hope you as an artist increase in value so that my assets that I bought from you yes. also increase in value. So it is interesting, like, because, you know, we talked about GameStop and like money, but like, because the reason we want GameStop to go up is like, let's be real, we don't, we don't care that much about GameStop. Well, I don't know. I don't know about you, but for we me, want I don't, the I don't money. I, we want I the money. Yeah, we want the money. 500K a right? share. <laughs> we want 500K I want to be a millionaire with two shares. That's, that's, <laughs> end of story that would be amazing that would be the best that's case the end of story yeah yeah we uh, don't and- <laughs> have a, a connection with gamestop okay yeah right. we we know it we you know mm-hmm. wish it well whatever but if gamestop closed and i wasn't a shareholder i would have no connection with it like i'll, mm-hmm. I'll find I'll, I'll buy my shit from best buy mm-hmm. i'll buy my shit from amazon mm-hmm. uh it's like this with this artist like i don't I feel like people are treating it as more as an investment. Yeah. Yeah. If you're supporting the artist, that's great. And you genuinely like him, that's great. But then the way we're talking about it is more like penny stocks. Like, I I wish, uh, I, I'm praying you get famous because I, I bought your first NFT. Right, right. It, but it, it's interesting how we're looking at money now, right? Like... Before it's like, okay, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to like save this much money. Oh, okay. I'm going to invest in a little bit of stocks. And now it's like, what about buying crypto to buy digital assets that hopefully increase in value? You know what I mean? Like the whole concept of finance and money is changing at such a fast rate that myself as a boomer, (laughs) you know what I I feel so old. I I have to catch up to everything now. It's so much to learn um yeah the whole concept of of money is like completely like so crazy so so it is interesting i think i think we live in a super interesting time very uh disruptive we'll know it's if i was to put like a a measuring stick Mm -hmm. we'll know it's real when we get paid in crypto yes yeah that's i would say that's when crypto because crypto is getting more and more accepted, right? But as totally. long as we keep getting paid in dollars, that's where the money is going to come from, right? That's that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be a transition. It's not just going to be like a snap of a finger where one day everyone just starts paying us in 
in Bitcoin or Ethereum, it's going to be gradual. And if people start getting paid in Bitcoin and then uh, it moves to more aspects of life, people, supermarkets start accepting Bitcoin or, you know, any crypto. Mm-hmm. That's when I think we can come back and talk about this takeover of cyber into the real world right uh right now it's still super new super and i i love i love talking about the possibilities Mm -hmm. but we are just making shit up at this point because it (laughs) it could happen it could not happen i think there's a there's a chance it'll happen i mean bitcoin doesn't jump to uh, you know 50 60 70 thousand dollars out of thin air right like yeah it took people are backing it up yeah yeah so i think it's definitely possible the, the digital world is going to have more and more influence mm-hmm. on our everyday lives. And NF- NFTs is just another like way of digitizing. Like you literally burn a painting to send it to the, sent it to hell. You sent the painting to hell <laughs> yeah. and it comes into it the my, blockchain. My, de- my dead ancestors are now enjoying a Banksy <laughs> photo on their wall right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, it's super interesting. Um, NFTs can totally take off or they can be a bust. Right now, it's too early to say, but there are like big names like Gary V is uh, talking about it. He's backing it hard. Uh, he's backing, he's it hard. backing it really hard. Um, Mark Cuban, I think even. Um, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so a, a lot. And I don't know if you know Michelle Fan. Like she's one of my favorites. Um, the YouTuber? Yeah, the YouTuber. She is backing it hard. And like one thing I will say about Michelle Fan is like, she knows i i think she has a crystal ball she might be a witch i don't know but she is really really like she's a futurist like she knows she's you know she was the first she invented the entire makeup beauty guru space on youtube YouTube. that vlog she was the first one who she paved i i honestly feel like every single beauty youtuber on youtube needs to give michelle fan royalties for paving this whole entire path for (laughs) them she's also the first woman on youtube to have a million views she was like she was she was on clubhouse for like three hours the other day and it was like the best three hours of my life i'm such a big fan of her sorry i'm gonna like make you listen to me talk about her but like she so she also she's backing nf nft she is super into nf she's like this is the future like and you know what else she also thinks will be the future is anime cells do you know what anime cells are what anime anime cells, cells like like a like a like a blood cell like a blood cell but so even because i'm not really into anime like i don't really know but apparently it's like it's like a picture of an anime but it's like put into like glass or plastic cells like a physical thing okay you know what i'm talking about animal anime cell let me, art let me you can google it up. yeah it's like kind of it's kind of confusing so um anime cells so like an artist i guess an original artist who who made the anime they'll draw the anime or a scene on a piece of paper and then they'll like put it between like glass or plastic so you can like kind of frame it anime cells c-e-l c-e-l yeah so when you google it you kind of just see like pictures of anime right yeah, I mean, I'm just seeing posters. Posters. So I don't know if I'm understanding the concept. So like, um, it's yeah, it's basically orig- it's original. It's original. What about what about it's it? It's original art. It's original anime art. I think done by the artists, 
And then I guess they put okay. it, they could like frame it in, in some sort of way. Anyway, she's like really big on that too. Like, I don't really understand that, but yeah. So she, she's like a, a total futurist. Like she invented the beauty subscription box before anybody else. And she sold her company for like almost a billion dollars. She invested in Amazon stocks before people knew what Amazon really was. And now her stocks are doing wow. real. You know what I mean? Like, so for her, like yeah. she, as she's been talking about Bitcoin for a long time. Like she was on Ryan Higa's podcast like two years ago talking about Bitcoin, but she was in on Bitcoin like years even before that. So, um, yeah, she's she's really into NFT. So that's why like, NF- okay. NFTs are new is a new thing. Eh? Yeah. Wow. So so I'm like, OK, I, I should probably. Learn what what is she this. doing? What is she doing on NFT? Is she like making videos like blockchain videos or like makeup tutorials on like how is she using it? I don't think she's using it right now. So I think she's probably buying other people's NFTs, um, other uh, people's artwork. Uh, I don't obviously, obviously she will probably make her own um, artwork as well as an NFT, but she's only been talking about how it's, it's a great thing and how it will, it will definitely take space in the future. Um, so yeah, I was I like, think, okay. No, okay, I agree with that. Like when I hear about that, when I hear about these things and we just talked about how the world is changing. Mm-hmm. It's going in that direction. It sounds weird to us because we're not there yet. We can't. We can't grasp we're not there it yet. yet. Yeah. But it. It's so possible. Mm-hmm. I can when I like even even this conversation, how we're talking about a digital piece of memory, basically memorabilia. Yeah, a moment in time. Like, how the fuck can you sell that? You asked that question 10 years ago, <laughs> right, 10 years back, right, right. 20 years back. How can you sell that memory of time? Mm-hmm. You can't own it. Well, mm-hmm. now we can own anything. Exactly. If it's on the blockchain, like it's on the blockchain, we can own anything. Anything can be digitized. So I, I think like, even in the future, maybe like, you know how people are always recording videos, you know, like of... Uh, like celebrities, like pap- paparazzis, for example, maybe they'll upload videos on N- NFT, right? Like, oh, here's um, so and so walking down the street. Right here's Prince. Taken by here's this paparazzi. Prince Harry. Like a random yeah. guy, yeah, a random guy like me. If I see a celebrity in the street, I take out my phone, I I whip it out. You he's, record he's, he's buying a do- He's doing his. He's doing his <laughs> daily shit. He's buying a donut. Oh my god! I record it. I make it an NFT. Yeah. Here. Here's this celebrity buying a donut. The I make 10 <laughs> NFT copies. Like The future of paparazzi. The are endless. The future of right. paparazzi. Anyone. It sounds like, for this, it sounds like anyone. It's a great equalizer for content. It's um, Social media. Yeah. Social media is already a great equalizer. Yeah. Because anyone could post on Instagram. Anyone post on Facebook. Anyone has a, everyone has a voice. Mm-hmm. So first step, social media. Gives everyone a voice. Yeah. This is the next step where it gives everyone a chance to to profit. We we you know, we've already seen ads on Instagram, we've seen people making YouTube money, whatever, whatever, whatever. But now this next stage can be the possibility anyone can go upload their video and sell it on NFT. No one has to buy it for your price, but you can sell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems to me. That's the way it seems to be going, and frankly, that's pretty exciting. 
because anyone i'm always for people producing making content right there's gonna be a lot of bullshit like stuff no one's gonna want for for sure sure. for sure but that's social media as well right yeah yeah that's that's social media in general you know no one wants to see your picture of fucking your dog maybe they do but (laughs) you should your baby your baby Your baby. People, yeah, no one see that. People hate baby photos. But now, <laughs> but now you can put that on NFT. Yeah. And maybe someone will buy it. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do. A picture of your baby. Oh god. Fuck maybe it, right? maybe that will like they'll put out some rules like no no kids under like eighteen years old <laughs> like some. What if there was like a digital Jeffrey Epstein Island like for NFTs of like oh my oh god my god oh my god dude. we don't want to go there we don't want to go there. You already know like Nina you already know like OnlyFans and shit. Oh yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. go towards NFT virtual yeah NFT like here's here's my nude to you it's only meant for you oh yeah it's original Here's my one token of this nude yeah. for you and you can be the owner of this nude oh yeah oh <gasps> it's would- meant for you oh my god dude the- oh my god because yeah, yeah the the sex industry is gonna definitely use this oh for sure they they make so much like only fans blew up mm-hmm. only fans blew up like yeah. that that's social media for for anyone like Anyone can make a Pornhub account. Anyone can make an OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. Now, who? Why? Why not? You know that own, uh, porn NFT. Oh, interesting. Like, like you know, I was talking about that art gallery, uh, the virtual VR art gallery. There could be like a porn one of like the best hits, you know, of like whatever mm-hmm. porn video and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. Wow. Like, basically, the possibilities are endless, and this is a super new disruptive technology. Yeah. It's really interesting. That's a takeaway point. That's a takeaway point. We can't predict yeah. anything. Yeah, we have no idea what we're talking about. Um, It'd be cool <laughs> if we're right. Cool if we're wrong. I, I mean, I want to be wrong about the GME thing, because I do want to make hella money. That'd be awesome. But, but yeah. <laughs> and then immediately make it into Ethereum, oh. <laughs> and then buy NFT. <laughs> That would be yeah. I, I would take all my my gains from GME, buy Ethereum, and then buy NFTs. Basically, is like what I'm saying, what I'm gonna do with the space. So, yeah. Oh my God, Gavin, thank you so much for being on my podcast again today. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it's so fun. Soon we'll have our virtual avatars. So now we're on Discord. Yeah. Soon we'll have our virtual avatars meet up in in the NFT world. Oh my gosh! With, uh, with all have, our properties and your my, NFT house. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So we don't have to. Our NFT yacht, the mm, yacht. Mm. And oh my god! Fuck it! I'll, I'll buy the NFT Pacific Ocean. So I own the ocean, <laughs> and then uh, we can meet. We can meet there. I'll buy uh, NFT martinis from like the best bartender in the world. NFT Gordon Ramsay meals. <laughs> <laughs> NFT yes, seals yes. and whales. <laughs> our avatars will have an amazing vacation. Oh my we'll god. be in front of our computers, but <laughs> our avatars they'll have a good time. Oh my god, this is so Black Mirror. It's like that Black Mirror episode, um, the one where they're on the beach. I forgot what the title I forgot what the name, but the the, the lesbians? I forgot. 
But yeah. I've seen all or most of them, but they're so long ago. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I can't even remember. But it's it's like, uh, it's there's that one where it's like they're old ladies and then they put something on their forehead and then they transfer to like different eras in history and then they like meet each other and then they have this relationship as young people. But in real life, they're like old ladies on a bed. I think dying. That's going to be us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Our avatars will be talking, young, you making know. podcasts. <laughs> but in reality, we're like we're we're, we're lying we're down like in Wally to the screen. We're, we're in yeah. Wally, in our yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Oh my god, so so accurate, so accurate. Oh my god. Okay, but by then we won't care about the real world, you know. Right. Maybe like, we'll have like tubes to like feed us. And that will send, that will emulate the taste of the food our avatars are eating, some shit like that. You know? I can only Fuck hope. It, why not? I can only hope that will be my reality one day. The second I don't have to like cook and like actually physically eat, that would be amazing. But um, your right. your avatar will have to cook. It's perfect. I love all of it. Oh my god. This is so, I can't believe we're talking about this stuff. It's so, it's so, it, I'm like mind blown by this whole episode. You know what I mean? Like what we we'll be in about. the We'll just be in the matrix. I, this is like, the weirdest glitch in it. reality ever. Why not? When we die, mm-hmm. my brain gets uploaded to the NFT, yep. to the blockchain. Yep. And I'm just living there as a as a Mega Man avatar. You you work for just the blockchain. You are now a worker. Walking around in cyberspace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making sure everything's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that could be. They paid me in Ethereum. <laughs> I use that money to buy naturally to buy NFT food. NFT food by your favorite <laughs> chef. Yes. NFT movies when you're bored and you're taking your break off your shift. Working in the blockchain. Why not? Oh Why not? God. Dream yeah. big. Dream big. <laughs> Dream big. Oh my god. GME at 500k is not big enough now. Not a meme. Our new demands. No, our new demands is to be transported to the <laughs> to, to the, the blockchain. blockchain. <laughs> Every share is 10 years on the blockchain. Um, <laughs> that's what I want. I want to live on the blockchain forever and be paid um, in cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> that is the new. That's the new goal. Oh my god. That's the new demand. <laughs> yep. Yep. Blockchain. Blockchain living is not a meme. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well. Um. Thank you so much, Gavin. You. It's always super fun to talk to you. And if you guys want to find Gavin, where can they find you? Check us out on Diu Podcast. That's diupod.com. Just find us on Spotify, the DIU podcast, for more shenanigans, for more, for more fun. But uh, always, as always, a pleasure to talk with you, Nina. And uh, hopefully, you know, our our digital yacht episode comes to episode three of GME Saga. This is not episode three, but hopefully <laughs> that comes soon. Yes, exactly. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, Gavin's the best. Thanks for coming on as always. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Pass the Poutine Podcast. And I'll see everyone on the next episode. Bye. Pass the Poutine. Pass the Poutine.